let's see here. I'm going to um, react to and interact with a video by an individual by the name of Mark Lamont Hill. The title of the video is Boosie Walks Out of the Color Purple Because of Lesbian Storyline. Is there a gay agenda? Question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation. Long video title. Mark Lamont Hill currently has 66,000 YouTube subscribers. And this video, as of 17 hours, has 7,552 views, two of which have been me. And now, we are about to lay down my third viewing and you'll mostly hear Mark Lamont, and you'll hear a bit from me, and what you hear from me will be two things at the same time. It will be what you expect and what you don't expect. That sounds about on brand. All right, so let's get down to it. I hope this amuses you and maybe makes your brain wiggle a little bit as well. Peace, family. It's your brother, Mark Lamont Hill. Happy New Year. Once again, we back up on the channel, Mark Lamont Hill official YouTube channel, talking about all kinds of stuff going on in the world. Earlier today, we talked about the crisis at Harvard University. We talked about Claudine Gay and the ridiculous railroading that led to her dismissal or her resignation. Uh, tonight, we're moving on to the cultural side. We got a lot to talk about. I'm going to take a second to get going because I want to make sure the room fills up because so many people said they want to talk about this. So we're right here to talk about it, family. Hit the like button if you're in the building. Let me know that you're here. Uh, let me know where you're coming in from, right? Your location, right? Your city, right? Your state. Also, right? Uh, what, what country are you in if you're not in the U.S.? Because we got people from all over the world coming into the channel thank y'all who've been joining thank y'all who've been subscribing again hit that subscribe button hit that like button let them algorithms know let them algorithms know that you care about what we're doing in this building let them know that y'all engaged i see people from all over shout out to everybody who's in this room with me william campbell i appreciate the love rainbow start coming in from the a who okay a lot of a lot, lot of startup good shout everyone out and um let's get to the commentary let's make sure that i have these yep i have the speed up at 1.5 so it'll move along uh little more quickly than what I endured. Marsha Overton Dotson, San Diego. Murtala Musa from uh, Newark. Oh, man, that's one of the... Okay, I get it. I get Muslim it. K I that's get it. from the six. Sassy KK. Yes, shout everyone out. Yes, yes, shout everyone out. Oh, God. And I see I'm looking... As I'm pausing and skipping forward from the shout outs to the chat room, he is shouting out college um what are they called fraternity sororities that whole thing obviously black elitism will be a part of my commentary black elitism is what he's just doing peace family it's your brother Mark I want to thank you for joining the channel, becoming a member, man. We appreciate the love and the support. It means so much. Ashley Stevenson from Birmingham, and we appreciate you for being here as all to show love, man. Again, we got the legendary Otis Moss is in the building. I got to share a stage with that, man. Of course, Mr. Love Parks. Mike. Holy shit. It is fucking two and a half minutes in. He is still shouting people out. You got to be shitting me. Okay. Uh, often says the wildest stuff. And pop culture is a wild place. And among the people in that wild place, Boosie, also known as Boosie Badass, also known as Lil Boosie. Uh, often says the wildest stuff, stuff that makes you just scratch your head. And it's so absurd sometimes that it feels uh, like a performance. It feels like an act. All right. So we'll start right there. The things Boosie says, um, I 
I'm obviously I'm from hip hop. Uh, I'm from crip hop, gangster rap, backpack rap, battle rap, battle. I've been on the battle scene through Washington State. Did my thing from Pierce County to King County. Did my thing, you know. And um, <clears throat> and when I started getting into checking out mixtapes through the internet, I got into DJ Vlad's mixtapes. Really fucking ill mixtapes. Vlad is very good at putting those things together. Or at least he was. I don't think he still does that. I think he just does interviews now. And obviously it's like, oh, fucking Vlad does interviews now. Like, Vlad started doing, like, DVDs and whatnot with game and stuff like that. And and now Vlad does the interviews. And I really got into Vlad interviews through Trey D. Vlad interviewed Trey D, which is, uh, to me, one of the greatest, uh, uh, arguably the gangster rap king uh, between Trey D and Sibo. So... Trey D interviews brought me into watching Vlad TV. And I was actually never clicking the Boosie videos because I don't listen to Boosie records. Like, really, the first time I actually heard a Boosie song was this year, 2023. Boosie's first album came out January 27th, 2000. Now, right, I wasn't even 18 when Boosie dropped his first shit. The first time I actually hear a Boosie song, I'm 40. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. So, uh, and I just, I wasn't really, I wasn't clicking the Boosie ones. And then I think it's just one of those days where you're kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here with my snacks and my little juice or whatever and just play these YouTube videos and just chill out. And you know what? Let's hear the Boosie ones. What's Boosie doing? And you know what? I found Boosie entertaining. He is entertaining. He's also very much a street nigga. He is street as fuck. And if you're a black person that doesn't come from privilege and you actually know the streets, he's not really that off the wall. He says normal street nigga shit. And keep in mind, Boosie was on death row for murder from getting snitched on and was able to get the right lawyers to fight the case and get off death row and get back out. That's a street nigga and that's a prison nigga and that's an almost executed death row nigga. So when you look at (laughs) the material conditions Boosie comes from, that Mark Lamont Hill obviously doesn't really know beyond a news article in a book or maybe someone he knew. I'm not going to doubt that he like that Mark Lamont has never stepped foot in a hood. Clearly he stepped foot in a hood. That's easy to do. But he really doesn't know street life or street niggas at all. All right. Or else he wouldn't be like it's so off the wall. It's so off the wall. And then, obviously, there's a performance side to it, but also, Boosie is very emo. He wears every feeling he has all over his sleeve. And again, a lot of the shit he says, not that off the wall. Like, the no snitching thing, a lot of niggas be like that. Like, but, like, BG Knockout says the exact same shit about no snitching that Boosie does, except BG Knockout is not emotive with a southern accent, so you don't give a shit. Trey D 
says the same shit Boosie does. And Trey D has actually spent more years of his life in prison than Boosie did. He says the same shit, but he says it calmly and and not with a, a Southern accent. He's not boisterous. Boosie seems off the wall because Boosie is high energy and the Southern accent makes people raise an eyebrow. Let's keep it official, particularly that New Orleans accent. Let's keep it official. All right, let's hear Marky Mark. Uh, but yes, every once in a while he tips his hand. Every once in a while he tips his hand. He said he tips his hand. Every once in a while he tips his hand. I don't really know that vernacular. I'm actually just going to go ahead and look that up in real time. What does the phrase tips his hand mean? I don't know all that. It, it, that sounds like some shit that he probably heard another black person say and said, I got it from grandma. I know how these niggas be. Uh, phrase. Oh, excuse me. Phrase tips his hand means. Okay, youridioms.com. That's the best I have. Go into youridioms.com. Do to do. Uh, the meaning, explanation, definition, and origin of the idiom phrase tips his hand. All right, is uh, refers to allowing someone else to view the cards one is now holding. Okay, so he's saying like if he was playing poker, I'm guessing, and he held his hand down too far and people could see his cards. Okay, so I guess Boosie is playing poker. That's a weird uh, a phrase to apply to Boosie interviews. Like, the re- again, the reason why you think he's off the wall is because he doesn't hold back and that he is emotive. <laughs> Come on, Chief. Ah, Mark Lamont Hill. Good guy, good guy. Good guy, this guy. I don't hate him. I don't hate him. And I get a window into the absurdity that's in that brother's mind. Much of what Boosie says is homophobic. Much of what he does is an outgrowth of that homophobia. He's Show me a street nigga that is not homophobic. Yeah, like, I don't know where all these um, socially progressive street niggas are that y'all seem to think exist. Like, just ask me this. Like, again, show me a street nigga that you don't know much about. And before asking or him or her, do you think they're probably homophobic or not? Like, to me, I find this to be black elitist clickbait, 100%. I'm going to stand on that. Mark Lamont Hill is running black elitist clickbait against a street nigga that, yeah, like, and I think the homophobic shit he says is fucking stupid, too. But I also don't pretend to be surprised. And I think that's where my beef is, is that you're acting like that's some wild off the wall shit that a street nigga is homophobic. Seems to be obsessed, for example, with Lil Nas X. Every time Lil Nas X says it does something, he seems to speak out against it. It's like uh, the homophobia is obsessive. The outrage is obsessive. And in hip-hop culture, we often see this, unfortunately. It's not just hip-hop culture, but in hip-hop culture, we see this so often on the internet. I hear people talking about it. Now, again, now notice he said in hip-hop culture, he doesn't care what the words mean because this is black elitist clickbait. He's just doing this so that he's got, again, it's at 17 hours, he has over 7,000 views. 
He's got to get those views up so that in two months he can get his YouTube check for this. It's black elitist clickbait. All right, let's let's run those couple seconds back again. It's like a, the homophobia is obsessive. The outrage is obsessive. And in hip hop culture, we often see this. Unfortunately, it's not just hip hop culture, but hip hop culture we see. Yes, hip hop culture. Now, notice when he said hip hop culture, show me the homophobic way to break dance. Show me the homophobic way for a DJ to ever ever scratch a record. Also, furthermore, show me the homophobic way that a uh, that a graph artist can take a spray can and like is it like if you hold the the nozzle down with your ring finger is that the homophobic finger i don't know i don't know maybe as an explanation or show me the beatboxer where in a way that they beatboxes i'm not a great beatboxer but like you're talking about that's the thing when so many people say hip-hop they're actually talking about corporate sponsored rap music videos and that's it corporate again notice i'm saying every word very deliberately corporate sponsored rap music videos all right corporate sponsored I'm using those two words because everything runs on ad rev now. And so if corporations will not sponsor a uh, your video by telling the where, the platform that it runs on that they want their ads run on that video, right? That's corporate sponsored. Corporations are sponsoring it. And it's rap music, not hip hop culture. And it's videos. Y'all niggas have nothing to say about albums because you don't find black people that come from poverty and articulate themselves in a way that is beneath your ivy tower to not be worth listening to. Not unless it's, um, well, you know, bullshit conscious rap. Conscious rap is the wackest bullshit ever. It's the most fucking navel-gazing, self-aggrandizing bullshit. Conscious rap is by far the wackest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Let's keep it official. And if you don't think so, walk up to me and spit your favorite Chuck D verse. Memorized. Go ahead. Spit ten of them. You don't have them memorized because that shit is whack. Keep it official. Be honest. All right? Don't just say your favorite sentence because you like the way it sounds. Say what's true because it's true. Let's continue. It is so often on the internet, I hear people talking about it. You can't eat a hot dog in public. A black man can't eat a banana without breaking it up in little pieces because of the homophobic outrage. You know, people walking around saying and doing things that reflect this anxiety and stress and antagonism toward gay people. But it just gets more and more ridiculous. Now, when he says that, I remember that. And you know what I remember? Because talking about the banana thing. That was one guy with like one tweet and now this is the part where someone says yeah but there's so many other guys he's not mentioning those guys he has taken that one guy and not mentioning it by name because you need to leave it vague so that it can be like that's just a conversation that's happening all the time which you clown it in the moment and you move on 
Like again, you're holding on to this for what? Black elitist clickbait. And so it takes more, it takes more to shock me than it used to. But Boosie managed to shock me today. Boosie managed so so he's now claiming to be shocked. Hold on, let's let's look up uh ba bow. Let's let's see this. Mark Lamont Hill age. He is 45. He has existed on this planet for four decades and a half. 45 years elder. Five years older than me. And I was born in 83, so he was born in 1978. In his childhood, he saw the crack epidemic. In his preteens, he saw the crack epidemic continue. Excuse me. In his teen years, he saw it continue. In his 20s, he saw 9-11 and the invasions afterwards by the Bush administration, under the Bush administration. Uh, who knows what else he's seen that wasn't macro-cultural, but just in his own life. Four decades and five years, and this, as, as he puts it, how, do, how did it affect you, Marky? It is a toy people. But it just gets more and more ridiculous. And, and so it takes, it takes more to shock me than it used to. But Boosie managed to shock me today. All right. He's shocked. All right. This 45-year-old man is shocked by what a street nigga did. A street nigga that was on death row to be killed by the state and is now out. Let's see what shocked him. This morning, Boosie makes a tweet. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. This brother, hello, Boosie. Shout out, to little Boosie. I, I will. Uh, I'd love to talk to you, man. I'd love to have a chance to build with you, my brother, as a black man, so we can get past this whole bad faith. Now he's printing out. This is something that I actively, deliberately stop myself from doing. And if you tune into this program relatively regularly, you've heard me do it. We're all be covering like a. I'm just gonna throw a name out there. Fucking Tucker Carlson. And I'll be like, Tucker's saying this. And then I'll catch myself saying, you, you, yeah. And I'll be like, hold up, stop. Tucker's not going to hear this. I'm just saying that, like, he is really pretending that he actually cares to sit down with Boosie and riff about this. This is bad faith, black elitist clickbait to the core. You do not care to sit down with him. Well, really, well, actually, it would get a lot of clicks. You care to sit down with him for the monetary gain you would get. You would get yourself some ad rev off that and some subscriber count up. I mean, hell, that's the only reason Mark Lamont Hill sat down with FD Signifier, because FD Signifier has like half a million subscribers. Mark Lamont Hill has 66,000. Why wouldn't you sit down with FD and get FD's audience uh, get the uh, get the eyes of FD's audience on your page. Come on, nigga. I get it. It's business. You're a business man. Kind of like Boosie. <laughs> and I know someone in the audience is like, you're defending Boosie? Stop saying stupid shit. Defending, stop. Use words that make sense with regard to what you're talking about. If you're saying I'm defending Boosie, think about what you're saying. You're saying that a mechanic in a bedroom is defending a millionaire that owns acres. 
from a 66,000 follower YouTuber that is using his name for black elitist clickbait. If you say that sentence, you're saying something stupid and I don't respect you because you're saying that. Continue. Phobia. But Boosie tweeted this this morning, man. So apparently Boosie went to see the color purple. Apparently Boosie went to see the color purple. And after watching the color purple, Boosie had to walk out, he said. He said he couldn't take it anymore. And here's what Boosie said. He said, I had to walk out this color purple movie and two other older couples walked out also because I had my little girls with me and it seemed like a rainbow or gay love story. Good acting, but whoever wrote the script is pushing the narrative hard. As a parent, I will not let my little girl watch this film. What? Now, before Mark Lamont comments, I'll look at this and I'll say, yeah, this is a stupid homophobic tweet. Let, let, here, I'll read it and respond to it the way I would as if Mark Lamont uh, was not here. He's not. But let's see. So Boosie Badass makes a tweet. Let's take a look at this, folks. You're tuned into the wine cellar. I have a shift to get to, right? How would I say it? So Boosie Badass makes a tweet. The tweet went up January 2nd, 2024. 7.57 a.m. Time of recording. 3.36 p.m. I have a shift to get to. So, what does Boosie tell us? Boosie says, quote, I had to walk out of this color purple movie. And two other older couples walked out also. Popcorn emoji. Because I had my little girls with me. Letter N. It seemed like a rainbow love story exclamation exclamation well that's just fucking corny my response would be boosie that is corny you're being a dork sit your goofy ass down and watch the movie and yes if i were ever to be in proximity of this millionaire i won't be i would say it to his face like that and not because, oh, like, I, I could talk to Boosie any way I want to, but because I'm not like these, like, that's the thing. On this left of center shit to however far left you go, I'd be somewhat ideologically aligned with these niggas. But these Mark Lamont niggas, these Imani Gandhi niggas, these Elon James White niggas, and you know what, to a lesser degree, FD Signifier. I, I like the guy, you know, I think he's alright. But, like... These are some Mark-ass, Buster-ass, privileged-ass, soft-ass. <laughs> I, I you know what? I like them, but I don't like them. And because they're not like us. Because I know how to talk to a street nigga like that. I would be like, my nigga, you're being corny as fuck right now. Sit your ass through that damn movie. Let the kids watch it. It ain't shit to be worried about. Chill out, nigga. Done and done. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's nothing shocking about this. Really? You mean a street nigga from the South is homophobic and walked out of a movie? I'm not surprised. <laughs> but Mark Lamont Hill has to perform as um, shocked and surprised as a 45-year-old man who has been a political commentator for hmm, how many years? I don't know. Let's see. How many years has Mark Lamont Hill been a political commentator? Many years. Mark Lamont Hill. Political commentator. Or. Oobadoo. 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay. No, they're not going to tell me that one. Well, that's fine. Right, but I'm pretty sure his name came around about uh, Ferguson and Michael Brown. So I would I would say at least I'll be gracious and say 2016. And so since 2016, Trump administration, this shocks you. I simply don't believe Mark Lamont Hill. I think he is a liar conducting business and basically finding a way to have the elite squad look down on the street niggas while you also pretend to speak for them in the macro. Like, keep it official. You hate these street niggas. All right. And and given my background, and I think this is what makes, because, like, it means you would hate me too. You know what I'm saying? Because... If y'all niggas would have met me when I was a teenager and y'all were teenagers and you live in your privileged background with your fucking two parent, two income household, and they're making sure that you're on the right path to your college and your career life while I'm lost in foster care, running around the fucking block, getting shot at, shooting at niggas, getting into squabbles, getting beat down, beating niggas down. I would be the worthless ain't shit street nigga to you as well that you would run clickbait on. But y'all niggas meet me today, and I know words like misogynoir, and so y'all would treat me better. I think the conversation on respectability politics needs to be expanded to how these elitist niggas want us to be respectable to them. And I'm going to say us because you never shake the street background. You never lose the eye you know the eye yeah you ever be around a street nigga and you're having a conversation you're outdoors only keep this specifically outdoors and they're having they're having a conversation with you and they're very engaged in the conversation but they consistently break eye contact that's the drive-by eye because we're always looking for shit to go down because we know how quick it can go down and how deadly it can and will be in many cases all right, I'm tangenting. Let's let, let's hear Marky Mark. Let's let Mark Mark roll roll for a bit. Where do I start with that? Where do you start, do with, that? start with that? All right. Let's hear it. First of all, go for it. First of all, let's go. Negro. Negro. The color purple ain't a new movie. The color purple came out in 1985. Okay, that first statement. I was supposed to let him roll along for a bit, but my man, it's a remake and it is new. Like the original came out in 1985 this is not the original you're acting in bad faith but then again what do elite how do elitist people ever act in good faith ever 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 so when you say i had my little girl with me and it seemed like a gay love story you don't say Yes, the color purple is a love story. That's not the primary thing about the color purple. There's so much complexity in the color purple. There's so much beauty in the color purple. But my lord, if you don't think the color purple... I swear, yeah, like, these elitist niggas, they really do, like... They really are the white people of black people. Like, the way white people would, like... The way office white people would talk down to Mark Lamont Hill for being black... He internalizes that and turns around and talks down to the street nigga for not being privileged like him to have the you know the background that sends you off to 
the fancy schools and whatnot and the fancy careers, and he didn't have to toil in the streets lost with no parents. He has no idea what it's actually like, but he will talk down to you. (laughs) Ooh, Jesus. My God, just put a MAGA hat on while you do this. All right. Has a lesbian love story in it, then you don't know the color purple. Now, Pussy, just for context, because y'all might be like, well, he maybe didn't know. Pussy was born in 1982. Pussy will be 42 years old his next birthday. So, Pussy, at 42 years old, you ain't never seen the color purple before? You ain't never. I'm 40 and I've never seen the color purple. So now he's also black testing as if like by virtue of being black in that age, you are required to have consumed that media. No, I've never seen the color purple and I'm never going to watch it as a person that's an American on paper. I've never seen Gone with the Wind or Dancing with Wolves and I'm never fucking going to. I've never seen an Indiana Jones movie and I'm never going to. Everyone isn't going to consume all the same shit, you fuck. And see, no, now, I just said you fuck as if I'm talking to Mark Lamont Hill, but I'm not. That's my emotional reaction to how bad faith, and I'm going to say the word again, elitist this nigga is. This is fucking gross. Heard about the color purple folk? You ain't never heard the jokes about the color purple folk? You ain't never seen the book now? Let me be honest. I will fully concede that I do not believe that Lil Boosie has ever read The Color Purple. Boosie does not strike me as a reader. But Boosie doesn't strike me as a reader. Which, again, like, something that is understandable. Like, yeah, Boosie probably doesn't have, like, an extensive library of fiction and or nonfiction books. But given the audience you're talking to, the background of the person you're talking about, and the way you're talking about them... You're basically doing that white people joke of, um, uh, what is it, uh, hide your money in your books so that when niggers break into your house to steal, they don't get your money because niggers don't read. You're doing the niggers don't read racist white joke right now. Like, you are being an honorary white man and grinning your ass off about it. Like, to be so offended and shocked, you are very smiley and grinny right now. As you know, you're going to get your clickbait dollar. Okay, get that clickbait dollar, baby. I get it, man. You got to exploit the fact that some niggas have a background that you don't have to get your paper. I do not believe that Lil Boosie has ever read The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. Boosie does not strike me as a reader. We know. But between the film and Broadway and people talking about it, I, the idea that you're outraged. And again, he said, and people talking about it. Again, Boosie is a millionaire that tends to run with other millionaire street niggas or street niggas that are near that level or at least goons. Do you think any of them on a casual day is like, hey, let's talk about the color purple? No, they're talking about getting money, sports, going to the gym, dropping some new records and getting money. They're not talking about this fucking movie, nigga. But I I get it. And I'm speculating just as much as you are. It's just that my speculation is in good faith. <laughs> the color purple and a gay love story is bonkers to me. But, but here's the other point, right? He said, and again, I will and let it see known. I didn't know the color purple was a gay love story because I first off, I don't read fiction for the most part. Like, I'm listening to the audiobook of Stephen King's It 
which is like one of the few fiction books I've read a couple times in my life at all. I don't like fiction. I like nonfiction. I like Naomi Klein books. I like Laura Bates books. I like, you know what I'm saying? I like books that are not fiction. Thomas Frank and shit like that. You know, but yeah, I didn't know that was a gay love story either because for the most part, people are not required to give a shit. Hell, for the most part, people aren't required to give a shit at all. You like the movie, like the movie. I really want to just let him roll along, but every single thing he says, it's like listening to a Republican. It really is. I had my little girls with me. As a parent, I will not let my little girl watch this film. The Color Purple has domestic abuse. The Color Purple has a child who was raped at the age of 14 by her stepfather. There's lots of violence, lots of ugliness inside of this beautiful masterpiece of a project known as The Color Purple, the book, the film, and the play. And also, beautiful masterpiece of a project. Let... I have to be that guy and I hate being that guy. That is what we call subjective. Like, y'all niggas think it's good because apparently your privileged asses are the target audience for it. Again, I've never even seen it and I won't see it because for the most part, I don't watch drama. I watch comedy and action. If it ain't comedy, it ain't action. It better at least be fucking uh, have some uh, some hip hop elements to it. Can I see a nigga do a windmill on some cardboard? Can I see a nigga freestyle? Can I see a motherfucker beatbox as someone freestyle to the beatbox? A written rhyme for, I don't give a damn. But drama, I'm not that interested in drama. Yeah, I'll even look at like horror. Even some horror thriller. But like drama? No. No, I am not interested in drama. Ooh, Jesus. It's interesting that if you think you're children are so vulnerable and impressionable that they just can't see anything they can't just watch anything then why weren't you disgusted by the scene with Celie being abused by her 14 year old turned out to be stepfather why weren't you abused all of Mr.'s abuse uh, because in his background heterosexual abuse is normalized to him why are you asking this and again I'm not Mark Lamont Hill is not going to hear this but why is he asking that Does he not know that about that impoverished background? I guess he doesn't because privileged niggas never know. Privileged niggas are the dumbest niggas on earth and they have the most money, the most influence, and the most power. Almost like they're the white people of black people. There were lots of strong, powerful things. Strong to whom? Powerful to whom? You might say I'm not sure that this is age appropriate. I get that. I get that. But that don't seem to be at the top of the one. Now keep going, because that ain't the only thing. Boosie is saying, well, he's a responsible parent. And look, everybody got their own way of parenting. I'm not here to be a judge. Everybody got their own kids. He's not here to judge. Keep in mind, everything like Boosie doesn't strike me as a reader. I'm also not here to judge. Okay, Mark Lamont Hill, baby. <laughs> Everybody got their own way of dealing with uh, child raising. But if I do remember correctly, and I do remember correctly, my brother. Oh, here we go. Is he going to mention now the guy who just acted like he's never heard of heterosexual abuse being normalized in this type of impoverished street nigga background? I think he may be about to bring it up. My dear brother Boosie, this you? This you, Boosie? 
He's saying this you and what comes on is that headline, Boosie Badass, outrageous rapper claims to have paid for oral sex for 12-year-old son and nephews. And now, if Mark Lamont Hill, now some of you may have been tuned into this program for several years, so you know where I'm about to go. If Mark Lamont Hill actually really knew this rap shit and this hip-hop shit and way more of these interviews instead of just, well, black elitist clickbait, he would know about Lil Wayne's grandmother making him get a girl pregnant before he uh, before he went on tour when Cash Money Records got the Universal deal for $30 million. And they went on tour and recouped all that money and everything after that was profit. Or he would know about um, Luke from um, from the, the booty shaking Miami music down there. Luke and, and the two live crew and how he told the story in the Source magazine that uh, that his brother locked him in a room with a uh, with a woman that was on crack and whatnot and uh, and made and said he couldn't come out till he had sex with her. Or, uh, oh God, I forget the name. Um, another guy I heard uh, interviewed on Vlad about a year ago said a, a story very similar to Luke's, where it was like an uh, older guy locked him in a room with a woman that he found to be very disgusting when he was a little boy and wouldn't let him out till he had sex with her. But yeah, I get it. Like, this one's about Boosie, but I guarantee you Mark Lamont Hill does not know any of those stories. All he knows is that Boosie's name on his video will get him the click he needs. And, ah, these niggas are disgusting. Continue. Mm. I remember, I'm old enough to remember three years ago when Boosie said that he paid for his son and nephews to receive oral sex from a sex worker. And I'll point out that I came on this program and said I found that to be wrong as well. And then I went on the same rant I always go on that no one fucking cares about. (laughs) No one cares. No one gives a shit. Why do I even fucking do this? Who gives a... Like, no one gives a fuck. People are just gonna act in bad faith to the fucking casket. And you know what? Hey, I get it, man. I get it bills exist and from the background the size of that room that mark lamont hill is uh recording in he probably has a pretty high mortgage to pay so hey get paid so just so i'm clear oral sex from an adult to a 12 year old which is sexual assault which is sexual violence which is abuse if that's what he did, I'm only going by what the article said. And I, it's weird because I have this mostly sped up, not because he's talking slow, but he does way too many black preacher dramatic, uh, dramatic pauses, which I noticed that black preacher hustle in the way he's talking. Said he did. Maybe Boosie didn't mean it. But if you think that that is age appropriate, how the hell is a love story, a lesbian love story? do you not know what the fuck patriarchy is and how patriarchy harms little boys why like it is really gross how surprised and amazed he is pretending to be right now when again look where where we stopped right here we're stopped just before the 10 minute mark remember how fucking bad faith mark started this video every once in a while he tips his hand like a performance it feels like an act 
plays Boosie, also known as Boosie Badass, also known as Lil Boosie, uh, often says the wildest stuff, stuff that makes you just scratch your head. And it's so absurd sometimes that it feels uh, like a performance. It feels like an act. It, it feels like a performance. It feels like an act. I tell you, Mark Lamont, well, no, I tell the people tuned in that tuned into this, that the way Mark Lamont Hill is responding, it feels like a performance. It seems like an act. This is what I don't get about Boosie, man. So many. It's what he doesn't get. How do you not get this shit? Like, I remember I was motherfucking um, 13 years old when I was forced to attend church, New Covenant Pentecostal Tabernacle on 23rd and, and MLK in Hilltop Tacoma. You can go there and see, and you could sit in the pews I sat in. And um, some street nigga walked in, and he was about, he was in his 30s. I forget exactly what 30 he said he was, or if he said he was 30 even. And we were in Sunday school. And, you know, it's church. You can just walk the fuck in. And he comes and sits in the Sunday school and he asks the Sunday school teacher, like, is it okay that he has a 13-year-old girlfriend? And that black woman that was leading that Sunday school class with uh, black children and black teenagers, we're all there. We're all witnessing this interaction. And she's saying this in front of us. If it's And she said, straight up and downward, dog, no uncertain terms, if it's true love, then it's okay. Like, and keep in mind, the black church, pretty heavy and still active in the South. I don't know if you knew that, Mark Lamont Hill. I'm pretty sure from um, from uh, Pennsylvania. Maybe you just don't know that. Maybe you haven't passed through the South or heard much about it. And it's like, nigga, that gross-ass shit is nothing new. But, hey, man, as I keep saying, it's business. Marky Mark has to get his money bunch. This is what I don't get about Boosie. That's what he doesn't get. So many of y'all are yeah. so scared. Yeah? That your masculinity is under attack. So many of y'all are so scared that something's going to happen to you if you see some, if you see a gay love story. Uh-huh. Some of you feel like your masculinity can only be affirmed if you do things like have a 12 year old have sex with at that point i don't think that boosie born in 1982 gonna be 42 years old is actually afraid of his masculinity i think he's just a homophobe as many people in the western culture world are they just are he's not unique in this he said a couple other people walked out also on the grown-ass woman which again is abuse, which is rape, sexual assault, whatever you want to call it. How, how do you reconcile that kind of stuff? He said, whoever wrote the script is pushing the narrative hard. Okay, I can boost it. And when they say pushing the narrative, before my... That is not Boosie's language. That is influenced language. Like, Boosie heard that from other socially conservative niggas because that's what they say. They say narrative and they say agenda. All right, now let's hear Mark Lamont Hill act in bad faith about it. Script or the screenplay wasn't made to push an agenda. The film was an adaptation of the play and the book. The original film was an adaptation of the book. The book by Alice Walker was not an agenda. It's not a narrative. It's not a narrative, my brother. It's simply an expression of being human. Guess what? There are women in the world who are lesbians, and those women do fall in love. And if you actually watched The Color Purple, you would know that this was a story of self-discovery. Ooh, okay. Again, 
on the consumer end, because we are little consumers here, right? Like Mark Lamont Hill there in his sweatshirt, that is a product he purchased, he consumed. Those pictures on his wall are things he consumed. Whatever DVDs or VHS tapes or record albums he has in his his apparently very large house are products he consumed. Outside of like, let's say you're not homophobic and you sit down to watch The Color Purple. I guarantee you, it's fucking boring. <laughs> Don't want to watch that shit. It's, and it's not that interesting of a story. You're exaggerating. He's exaggerating. This was a story about someone whose faith had been shaken. Even think about Celia's faith which had been shaken at one point in the book and in the film. And it's reaffirmed her, 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 her belief in her own beauty, which had never been affirmed from her daddy who abused her. To and also after saying you don't think he's a reader, why do you keep bringing up the book to someone that you're clearly ta- that he's clearly talking directly to, but he also is pretty sure doesn't read, doesn't read. Now let me tell you about the book. You know what? But I get it though. Marky Mark, he needs to get over 15 minutes, get as much ad rev as you can on the video, get paid, baby. Their whole life. And finally, Shug comes and sees her beauty, just like Celie sees Shug's beauty. That is the beauty of the film. But you can't see that because y'all are so outraged and believing that there is a gay agenda designed to, to make everybody gay. You can't go around making everybody gay. That's not how it works. People are who they are. They feel how they feel. Now, now, see, now, right there, that's sophistry, what he just did right there. Like, remember, folks, let, let's go ahead and, uh, and and bring up the definition, right? Because I'm fun at parties, so this is how it works. Let's go ahead and get the definition of sophistry up. Doop-a-doop-boop, skip-bop-flibbledap. And we're coming off of dictionary.com. Sophistry, noun, the use of fallacious arguments, especially with the intention of deceiving, trying to argue that I had benefited in any way from the disaster was pure sophistry. All right. So <clears throat> Boosie didn't say that, but I know Mark Lamont Hill is familiar with uh, socially conservative black people that do say that. So you could make that argument in good faith if you're talking about Francis Cress Welsing, Gus T. Renegade, um, I think Tariq Nasheed has been distancing himself from that crowd as a business model. Um, Umar Johnson has been distancing himself from that crowd because there are some leftists getting in his ear and it's very entertaining to hear Umar Johnson in some of his, his more recent broadcasts. Because uh, like... There, again, I'll just say it. Leftists have been getting in his ear, and it sounds pretty funny. Uh, just him, like, uh, reiterating what he's heard people tell him. Right? But uh, there are people that say that. Boosie is not one of them. You're literally just adding in ideas from other black homophobes to this street nigga that just at the very most base level is just very simply homophobic without um, uh, philosophy behind it. All right, continuing. They love who they love. And watching a movie isn't, isn't how people become gay. And I'm gonna give you proof. I'm gonna give you proof, my brother. And again, I ain't got no beef toward Boosie. I want him to grow as a human being. I'm only having this conversation because other people echo this madness. 
He's only having this conversation because other people echo this madness. You realize Boosie is not the progenitor of this shit. Like, as far as like, and again, off of the argument that you made, that comes from real people that you could be citing right now. But, but, would you have over 7,000 views in 17 hours if you would have put Francis Cress Welsing makes these bad arguments that are homophobic in the title? No. Boosie's name gets you the click. And the color purple mentioning that movie right now gets you the click. Like, you are conducting business right now and pretending it's a discussion. Go to madness. Boosie, earlier this year, Boosie's own daughter, Poison Ivy, came out as lesbian. So Boosie, my dear brother. It is so fitting that he is citing Blavity. One of the worst black websites on earth. Like Blavity, it's like you take the root.com and run it through a Nickelodeon filter and that's fucking Blavity. Raggedy ass website. Worthless fucking black elitist website. Boosie, my dear brother. Boosie, if you could parent your way out of lesbianism, if you could parent your children in a way that would stop them from being gay, if I could just talk about gay people bad enough that they wouldn't be gay anymore, wouldn't you not be dealing with this particular situation, my dear brother? Again, if all you got to do is keep the kids away from gay shit or speak badly about gay shit, nobody speaks out against gay shit more than you. And yet you still have a, a beautiful, wonderful daughter who happened to have come out as, as a lesbian. And I'm grateful to you, Boosie, that you said that you still love her. You affirmed your love for your child, despite the fact that she has an identity that you don't agree with. Loving your child regardless is a beautiful thing, and I'm, I'm glad you did that, my brother. But here's the point. Damn, here's the point. 13 minutes and 53 seconds in, here's the point. I like that. I like this guy gets right to the point. It only takes him 13 minutes and 53 seconds because you got to shout out the people that you need to hit your cash app. It's business, man. I get it. I have a Patreon. It's business, man. You can't stop it. People aren't gay because of movies. People aren't gay because of Lil Nas X. People are gay because people are gay. Just like people are straight because people are straight. That's simply how this thing works. So you might not like the color purple. There's lots of reasons to not like this new version of the color purple. And there's lots of reasons to love it. That's up to the film critics. That's up to the viewers. I haven't watched the new film yet, so I can't speak to the film. Okay, so wait. You know what? I'm not rewinding anymore. This nigga's just going to contradict himself to the fucking hilt. Fine. Bad faith actors do that, and a bad faith audience loves it. Get it. Got it. Good. This is why I will never be one of the marquee names. I just need enough Patreon subscribers to fucking quit working in factories. (laughs) And I will always act in good faith, even when it has to be a relatively challenging one like this, because to some degree earlier in this one, I said I was very uncharitable where I was like, if you say I'm defending Boosie, you're fucking stupid. And yeah, I still think that, but like, I also am nuanced enough to understand why one would have such a knee jerk reaction. But also I come from a background where I could have been Boosie and it's like, Knowing what these niggas really think about you as they just try to make themselves culturally whiter so that they can be more elite. And it's like, you're not special because you're not homophobic. 
you you have zero interest in anyone's material conditions or how it may affect them or anything. All right, I'm I am rambling. I think continue. I can only speak to the fact that if I walk into it, I'm not going to be surprised if there's a gay scene. Similarly, if I go and see a new adaptation of Boys in the Hood or New Jack City, I'm not going to walk out outraged because there's violence and drugs. Because guess what? That's what it's about. Oh my God, they made a new Godfather. And there's criminal activity. There's, there's organized crime. Yeah. That's the, that's the film, fam. But again, I, I'm not trying to convince Wait, me. so that's the point? Because he said that this is the point at it, where he said that, right? So that was that was the big point that he got to was that you're already familiar with the 1985 one, so you wouldn't be surprised with the 2023 one. But you also pointed out that you don't think Boosie's a reader, but apparently you also think that apparently there's a black litmus test that a part of it is you have to watch the whack-ass color purple which again i've never read the book i will never watch the movie drama is boring all right i work long shifts i want to be entertained and then i want to go to bed you should go back into the theater and watch the color purple what i am trying to do is get us to have a more sophisticated and nuanced conversation to be smarter about this stuff as we talk about it be more sophisticated nuanced and smarter you know like us the special blacks or as some might call it the talented 10th who there will always always be a house nigga field nigga division in black people and i think what should be hammered home more so than anything is it's got shit to do with um with shade all right because Mark Lamont Hill would be considered a dark-skinned brother, but goddamn, he's a house nigga for real. Because we have an internet now. We have a YouTube network. Uh, network. I mean, we have all these channels and pages and podcasts all over on all these platforms. And all these people are talking about the gay agenda and the assault on masculinity and all this stuff. Is there a persistent attack on black men? Of course there is. Is there a persistent attack on black women? Absolutely. But let's not throw LGBTQ folk under the bus. Because our the world hates black folk. World's always hated black folk. But you now d- don't throw LGBTQ folks under the bus. How about also don't throw black people that you just don't consider to be good readers under the bus. I think that I'm actually covering this because I'm offended by the actual definition of the word. Because again, I know how disposable I am to you. Not not, not again. I'm saying you as if I'm talking to Mark Lamont. Let me not be like him how disposable I am to the Mark Lamont Hills of the world, right? To the, um, I'll even throw in Nina Turner's name. Nina Turner is married to a cop, so she has to see niggas as disposable. Like, you can't be married to a cop and not see people as disposable as fuck. You know what I'm talking. Keep it official, right? FD Signifier sees me as disposable. You know what I'm saying? Like, The best thing that I could have been to them niggas was dead at 12 my first year in foster care. If I would have died at 12 my first year in foster care, them niggas would be making so much money writing books about my what what I could have been. But oh, if I would have died at 15, a street nigga in foster care, I would have been the problem. Oh, that nigga had it coming. Oh, well, I mean, you know how they are. God damn, these niggas is white. We ain't got to do gay people. I just don't get it, y'all. Anyway, I ain't going to keep y'all long. I said this would be a short one, but I wanted to build with y'all. I wanted to build with y'all. Quincy said, Boosie was influential philosopher of my time. Sadly, 
he may not be a philosopher, but he does represent the worldview of a lot of people. A lot of people. And a lot of these people, a lot of these people are parents. And a lot of these people are educators. And a lot of these people operate in the world. And we don't want to advance or normalize this idea that gay and lesbian people are some um, mutation of our culture, that there's some uh, negative influence on us that need to be corrected. And one thing I'll note, Boosie is not influential. There is not one nigga or Mexican or anyone out there that is a Boosie fan that suddenly became homophobic when they heard Boosie in an interview or saw his Twitter. They already were. There's a reason why when Boosie got locked up when he was in California, um, all the niggas and all the Mexicans who typically fight in jail, they all rallied behind Boosie because they're down with that nigga as a street nigga that's anti-snitching. You wouldn't know that, though, because you're too busy being white. I am William Jackson. He is Mark Lamont Hill. Fuck that buster-ass nigga. And holy shit, 56 minutes, it took me this long to do this? Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and call that the episode. And, uh, man... And let that be that, you know, and the funny shit is I actually follow, I subscribe to Mark Lamont Hill's YouTube page like just a couple days ago. And this is like one of the first things in my feed from him. Eh, hey, you got to do what you got to do. All right, folks, please be as safe as possible wherever you are. <laughs>